Welcome to Flex Ed, a podcast for those who have a passion for bettering themselves and gaining a better understanding of overall health. Ryan and Josh are here to break down all of the variables of the equation that is known as being healthy. Flex Ed starts now. This is the Flex Ed Podcast. We've launched this bad boy uh, right in the middle of a global pandemic. Probably could have had better timing on that. Yeah, we we probably could have had some better timing on that. But basically a podcast looking to uh, inspire healthy conversation, which, you know, in the year 2020, something we all need to be keeping an eye on, I'd imagine. So for the first time in like three months, we're back. I'm excited. Are you excited, Josh? I'm definitely excited. Look for plenty more ahead. We'll fill you in on some of that. But there's been so much chatter, craziness in the news. We kind of just had to put the show on a bit of a hiatus and figure out, like everybody else in the world, kind of what's going on, right? But, you know, something I feel like a lot of us have been doing over the past few months that it's been hard not to is I've been glued to my phone. How about you, Josh? I could be found guilty of the same. It's easy to do. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. It's so easy to jump right down a little rabbit hole there. And then you look, what, Josh? You've wasted an hour at a time. Easy. Oh, you never know. You right? Know, it feels like just a few minutes, and then, you know, all these Facebook and YouTube has that where it plays the next video immediately. Yep. You think, oh, well, maybe that could be interesting. And next thing you know, you're about 20 videos deep, and you've wasted your whole afternoon. And smartphones are awesome. Uh, they really are. But, you know, you hear that saying, these smartphones are making us dumb. I can't argue with that. You're listening to Flex Ed in the Hinton Oakley Podcast Center. Hinton Oakley Family Dentistry on West Jackson Street in Cookville. Now offering Zoom teeth whitening. Now, back to the conversation. Something I've really struggled with, and Josh, you said especially... You've struggled with uh, since the quarantine started, the pandemic, whatever this has been for you, right? Um, Structure. Tell us a little bit about that. Really just having a a routine or a regime for your everyday life. Um, I know since the COVID outbreak, everybody's been affected by it, especially the people who have been unfortunate enough to not have employment and things. I know I've been fortunate enough that I've been working through the whole thing. Right, you've got one of those essential careers that's not going to take a break for anything as far as that goes. And my main uh, company that I work for sent us home at the start of it, paid us to stay home and be healthy for that. Look, so much respect, right? Take care of me. Look, I'm ready to go to war for you. So we're back to work now, limited capacity, trying to be super careful like everybody else. Who knows what tomorrow holds, right? But... So you having your job, do you think that helped a lot as far as keeping at least a little bit of structure in your day-to-day schedule? It has to. Oh, yeah. It, it still gives you that reason, you know, to, to wake up early every morning. You know, if you, if you don't have to go to work, it's easy to hit that snooze button a couple extra times, and then you sleep your morning away, you regret it later on in the day, you try and play catch-up all day, which sets you behind going to sleep that night which is just going to domino effect into the next day. You wake up late, 
you know, didn't get as much sleep as you should have. You're a little more likely to buy that energy drink or something that you know you don't need. For sure. And like where most companies limited people's hours and had people working from home, in your career, you go into people's homes to fix things. Um, and you were, were, people had limited hours. You were working like extra hours, overtime hours. But it's just crazy when you look at the dynamics, right, and the difference between some careers and others. And I think what we've learned um, really this year, too, is that a lot of these essential jobs, uh, we need a lot more essential classes and education and grants for a lot of these kids so that we have more electricians and plumbers and builders and um, sanitation workers, uh, healthcare workers, and things like that. Because, look, when it hits the fan, you're going to have a job. And for a lot of folks, they're not lucky enough to say that right now. Yeah, I've been very fortunate through all of it. You know, people being stuck at home more, they're going to find more issues with their homes, more things that they want done, which is great for me. Right, right, for sure. And, you know, we'll wrap up as far as the corona talk, so to speak, because I feel like you, you have to touch on it. But what we know right now, as far as what I can gather, and take from this what you will because we're just two idiots that like to work out and, and learn things about how to better ourselves. But what we can gather, we need to wash our hands, we need to wear masks when we're out in public, is what we're being told. And that changes from time to time, but I don't think that it's too much to ask, even if it sounds dumb to you. I don't, I don't think it's that crazy. I have to wear a mask when I go to work. Uh, I'm sure they're encouraging you to do the same, Josh. Oh, yeah, and I've, I've never had a problem with it. Even if you don't think that the masks are going to help, I think it's more of a you're taking that step out of respect for your fellow man. For sure. And some people are going to take it too far, and you never know somebody's story, so I think all the judging is, is really tough. So, like, I've seen a lot of people driving with their face masks on, and I've kind of been making fun of those people. I'm like, you don't need, if you're alone in a car, you don't need to be wearing a face mask. But then, so I passed an old man the other day and he's wearing a face mask. And like, for some reason, I just had the thought as I passed him, like, this man's, why is he wearing a face mask in his car? And then I thought, what if he's like an old man and he's on his way to the nursing home to visit his grandma or something, or I'm sorry, his mother or something like that. And she's probably elderly or he's going to maybe make sure she has dinner or something at her house, something like that. And he is just that worried because look, be honest, family ties and the love you have there, especially for your mama or something like that. Who knows where he was headed? My point is, who knows what's on their mind? If it makes you feel better, wear the mask. You know, At least he's taking steps. At least he's trying is what I'm saying. Exactly. So, you know, wash your hands, sanitize when you can. Let's try to be careful, not gather too much until we know what's going on. Uh, from what I understand, it's going to be around until we find a vaccine in some capacity. And again, like we're no experts, but it sounds like if this came from from Wuhan, right? If it did come from there and it came from one of those labs and maybe it's been around longer than what we thought originally is what they're saying now, right? And that's the latest, right? So this thing could have mutated. We could be dealing with several different strains. So we just need to be careful as we can and and hope that these experts figure things out quicker uh, rather than later. Hopefully keep these gyms open, you know? That sounds very selfish of me. Uh, if I need to go back and work at the home gym for a little while, we got used to that, right? Over the quarantine, we got a home gym together and something that we've been doing a lot of since then, running. 
we've put together a little list of just some of the things over the last little bit that we've learned when it comes to uh, getting ready for a run and just making sure that you can withstand going for multiple runs every week because let's let's face it they it can take a toll on you oh yeah and you learn a lot i mean we're no experts by any means but just from our personal experience you know we've learned you know everybody runs into a little chafing every now and then when you say everybody you do uh, almost every other time you go out i mean mainly me you know i it it's it's a struggle but you know the first couple weeks running you know it was pretty prevalent prevalent Right. Um, but, you know, you, you learn things here and there from rough experience and thinking, I, I don't ever want that to happen again. Uh, yeah. Learn to wear better clothes, things that, you know, don't have big seams down the middle that are going to rub your legs. Putting on uh, a chafe zone before you go run. Like chafe little, zone. And explain what that is. It's like a roll-on, like a deodorant, right, for your thighs? It's like a it's like a deodorant for your thighs, basically. Yeah, it it. Keeps everything lubricated and sliding instead of, you know, rubbing together, causing much of friction. Which makes sense, right? Oh, yeah. Or some people like to use baby powder. I, I'm kind of leery on the baby powder. Yeah. Just because, you know, it, it could kind of gunk up. I can understand that. The only time I think that I've dealt with chafing, uh, I know there's certain compression shorts. Cause I run with compression shorts, shorts over the top of those. Certain compression shorts are worse than others. Right. Oh yeah. And there's not an exact science because it's not like the tighter or the looser they are. It's just certain shorts, certain materials. So you got to find what works for you. And sometimes it's just going to happen. Right. Like I've been in the middle of like an eight mile run just the other day, caught a little chafe's action around mile four. And you just know I'm only halfway there. You got to suck it up. You know, if you listen to guys like, you know, we've mentioned probably David Goggins before, says that we just pushed it like 40%. Well, that applies to a lot of things when it comes to pain and getting over things, making sure you're getting your breathing right, making sure that you're not just constantly thinking about if you do have some chafage going on or any other ailments. Just suck it up. Get through with the run and, and deal with it later. Now, obviously, listen to your body at the same time. Just don't listen to it too much because it's going to be telling you to stop, go home. Let's lounge a little bit, get some snacks going. But what yeah. you need to do is get that run in. Yeah, chafing, everybody knows chafing sucks. It's not fun. But, you know, you get in the middle of a run, you start getting chafed, you can't just whine about it and limp home. You know, it, it'll it be rough for a little bit, but it's not mm-hmm. the end of the world. You throw a little petroleum jelly or something on when you get home to, you know, soothe it, and it'll be gone in a couple of days. Right, for sure. And then I've heard this, and it's one of the greatest things I've heard. It's so simple, but it's basically that discipline is greater than motivation, right? It trumps it. But at the same time, when it comes to running and fitness, I think motivation and every little thing you can do to motivate you, no matter how silly it is, it's important. You know, find motivation in whatever you can. Josh, what motivates you when it comes to getting ready for a run? Usually just... uh a little friendly competition, you know. We we use the Nike Run Club. It kind of it tracks your miles, tracks tracks your friends' miles, so you can compare as far as you know. Oh, I see Ryan went for a run earlier. Makes me want to go for a run. You know, kind of keep up I with was, those miles a little. Yeah, yeah. You see, I see you start pulling away. I'm okay. Well, you know, it gives me a little incentive to kick in a little bit. You also too, once you get running, 
you, you find motivation in the way you feel sometimes too. You'll get that feeling like, you know what? If I don't get a run today, it may be raining tomorrow. I may not get to run for like two or three days. And I try to keep like that two-day rule, right? I try not to go two straight days without some kind of physical activity. I think that's important for a lot of us to adopt some kind of system like that. But, you know, you got to find motivation however you can. A good running playlist is important for me. I keep a running playlist that's just a continuous you know, running list that I add to constantly of just upbeat stuff that makes me feel good and makes me want to get out and run because, you know, let's be honest, there's probably not much that motivates you to get out there and run like a wild man in heat like this, especially. I think the heat actually works as a good motivator, at least for me personally. If I'm, you know, driving around at work, looking outside, it's beautiful out. I want to be out on the road running. For sure, and it makes that clock go a little bit slower. You're keeping your eye on the weather. Come on, baby. Let's get off work. Get a nice little run in, right? Yeah, the sunshine. Huge motivational factor uh, when it comes to that. But I know we were missing it a lot this winter. You know, comparing running in the wintertime and running in the summertime, you really don't want to waste those summer days. For sure. And then there's a lot of times like you can find motivation in the middle of a workout or in the middle of a run. Uh, because there's some times that I don't want to get out there and go, but I will. I get about a mile or so in, and then you, then it kicks in, you know. Or sometimes it just takes breaking that sweat for whatever reason. It sounds crazy, but the hotter it is, you're, you're onto something there. Because once I start sweating, it's like I just don't care. I don't care about how I look, how I'm striding, as long as it's the most efficient way that I can run and make sure that I get my miles in that day. And I don't know you feed off of it, I think, right? Like the human body meant for a lot more than what a lot of people use it for nowadays. Right? Oh, yeah. And pretty- you get that vitamin D, you know, out on the run, get a good good suntan, you feel nice, you're warmed up. For sure. We're meant to be in the sunshine, and we're meant to push our body to certain limits. Because, you know, if you stay within a comfort zone, you're not going to get any growth there. Get motivated, whatever you need to do. But, yeah, also... Talk about some of the uh, supplies we picked up over the last little bit. I know for my birthday, I got the Apple Watch, which has been really cool. Threw some service on it uh, through my cell carrier. And basically, I can take off with just a pair of shorts, a watch, a pair of headphones, obviously a good pair of running shoes, and uh, I'm good to go, which is essential to me too. Now, before that, I was rocking a fanny pack, and I turned you on to the running fanny pack, right? Yeah, it's it's... I wasn't sure about it at first, but it's pretty after goofy. With it a couple times, you you don't really want to leave the house without it. Yeah, you don't care about how goofy you look with a fanny pack on. I mean, it's pretty thin. If you're wearing a shirt, it covers it up usually. Um, but just the little stretchy deals, so the stretchy band, you can tighten it. Uh, you can put your phone in there, wallet, whatever. Because what if you need a water out in the middle of a long run? And for the solution, I was able to tie my card to my Apple ID on my uh, my Apple Watch, which is awesome there too. Haven't had to use it yet. I try not to make too many stops for water in the middle of a run because you get spoiled. Yeah, Anyways, and there's the good thing about it is it's so adaptive. So, I mean, you can, it's really whatever your preference is. There's so many options as far as wearing a fanny pack, wearing uh, shorts with a zip pocket on them. I, I know I found some shorts recently that have zip pockets on the side so you can carry your debit card or some cash or whatever else you need to take with you essentially on a run that you don't want to hold in your hand. That's those shorts you've been so proud of recently, right? Oh, yeah. Like, hey, Ron, check out these shorts, man. I'm like, yep, I know I've seen them three or four times, but I'm glad you like them bad boys. You know, hey, 
Uh, they're like super said, thin. They're comfortable. It feels like you're wearing nothing at all. But the right equipment goes a long way. And it's like anything else. Find what works for you, what you like, and you know, customize your experience to fit. That excitement of getting something new and wanting to take it out and try it out. Like, oh, I want to know how these work on, on the road, you know. Want yeah. to see how this, if this works any better, if this is going to help my time, if this is going to help me push a little bit further. Yeah, and that's something that we love to do, trying new supplements and trying uh, on new shoes and all kinds of different equipment. So you'll probably see us posting just some little posts talking about our experiences with some of these products and recommending some if, you know, if, if it should be recommended, I guess. But something you also consider when it comes to running is uh, the pregame, right? Getting ready for it. And I'll be honest, I don't know how many folks do this, and I'm interested to talk to some other runners using pre-workout when you run. I don't take like a full scoop like I'm going to go to the gym and lift, but I have been taking like an eighth of a scoop, maybe a little bit more, um, getting a few push-ups and things like that, getting the blood flowing, and then taking off for a run. Obviously, it does help. There's caffeine and stuff in there. Um, a lot of times you do the same. Oh, yeah. But it's not an every time thing. But, you know, I'm interested. I'll say I take pre-workout. Um, also, when it comes to getting ready for a run, getting all your supplies ready, the biggest thing for me, especially with these hot days and the sunshine, is taking care of your skin because I've not always been a sunscreen guy, but I've learned that's a pretty important thing. Uh, so a recent conversation I had with a dermatologist does a lot of the laser treatments, right, Josh? And something that she had said was, look, never, ever use a tanning bed, which goes against the grain for a lot of bodybuilders because they're using those tanning beds. Ever since I've heard that, I've not gotten one because she's just like, look, if you spent one hour in my job, you would never want to get in a tanning bed again. You would never want to leave your house without wearing at least a little bit of sunscreen, especially on your face and ears. So I don't know. It's something that I guess a lot of us, especially in the South, we're used to being outside a lot. Again, we love running and getting that sun in, but you got to be careful with how much exposure you get, right? And you got to stay hydrated at the same time. So getting ready for a run. You know, we get a little bit of pre-workout. Make sure to drink a lot of water, a little bit of sunscreen. What else, Josh? Depending on how much you've ate that day, sometimes I like to eat something before a run, something very small. You know, obviously you're not going to eat a full meal before a run or no. you know, you're going to have a bad time. Usually I'll wait an hour or two after I eat before. Yeah. Just, you know, whatever works for you, Begin make sure you have something on the belly, but it's better to run light in my opinion. Oh, yeah, and it makes you appreciate that after-run meal just that much more. Oh, for sure. And when it comes to running light, something that sometimes you have no control over whatsoever, I've learned that your body gets on a bit of a clock, especially when it comes to going number two. Sometimes when you got to go, you got to go. And your body seems to know, it has a sense of, we're about to go run. I don't know if it's me getting excited, my nerves getting worked up for the run, you know, whatever it is, the body knows that it wants to be as light as possible. Josh, go ahead and speak on it for a second. What happens uh, when you, you know, you're getting ready for a run? A lot of times you need to make a pit stop at the bathroom, right? Yeah, and I think it's just a testament just to how adaptive and intelligent our bodies are. You know, you you get on a routine, you know, we basically do the same exact thing every time we go run we we do the same prep 
We'll start getting our pre-workout ready, start drinking water. Usually about the time you throw that pre-workout back, you wait about five minutes and you can there count you go. on it. Count Reach for the door it. handle and, oh, okay, well, it's going to be a few more minutes before we start. Quick pit stop. And then you get to the most important part, I think, of the pre-run routine, and that's stretching. Something that a lot of people leave out. So get a foam roller if you don't have one because those are tremendous. A nice yoga mat goes a long way, but whatever flat surface, get you some stretching in. And um, we'll probably post some stretching videos and just some tutorials. If you have some interest in that, check that out. Uh, we'll have it up on um, some of our social media. But make sure to get a real thorough stretch. I mean, take more time than you even think that you need because it is that important. And maybe even more so important to the pre-run stretch is the post-run stretch. You get back, you're hot. You want to throw back a bunch of water and just kind of lay down for a minute, you know, depending, especially if it's been a long run. But you got to stretch. As we go forward, we're going to try to make this more continuous. You'll hear more from us, like it or not. And... Uh, we're going to have plenty of guests. You can find out more about that by checking out um, at FlexEdPod on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure to watch out for updates. Stay healthy. You got anything to add, Josh? Uh, just check for events that we have upcoming on uh, theflexedpodcast.com. We have uh, an area on there where we'll start posting events, start posting you know what we're planning on doing for future episodes. If anybody wants to jump in on some of that, we have an area where you can contact us. We'd be more than happy to have you on one of our runs, one of our workouts. Come on with it. All right, Josh, let's get on out of here, bud. You've been listening to Flex Ed. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.